This is Nolan Financial Radio with Tara Nolan from Tara Nolan Advisory Services. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Tara provides her clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now here is Nolan Financial Radio with Tara Nolan. Hello and welcome back to Nolan Financial Radio. My name is Tara Nolan from Nolan Financial. And if you are new to the show, I would definitely encourage you to give Chris and I a call if you have any questions at 719-210-4242. The show is all about education and making sure that you have really good questions to ask. We feel like setting yourself up for financial success starts with being able to ask good questions because there's just so much to know. And it's all about figuring out what's gonna be right for you. Just because it's a good idea, doesn't always mean it's gonna be the best idea for you. So Chris and I are always available if you wanna give us a call at 719-210-4242 to ask those questions. We love helping people get on that track for success. You can also visit us online at www.taraenolan.com. While you're there, click on the radio button because we record these shows and we talk about a lot of educational topics. We get into social security, IRAs, 401ks, TSPs, all kinds of topics. And so you're gonna have a lot of uh, material to cover. And while you're there, you can subscribe on Google Play or Spotify. So we are gonna be talking today about how do you find a good financial services professional? And you know that's one of the hardest things that we're going to get into is is how do you build that trust because there's a lot of people out there that could help you but we want to figure out like how do you make that um, connection to connect those dots to go but this person is someone that I think I could work with but before we jump into today's show I want to check in with Tony Tony how are you doing this morning uh, I'm doing great Tara and and that's right when you're talking and people are if they're watching versus listening uh, because we do uh, this on video as well and uh, uh, people will be able to see this but uh, I, I imagine they're looking and you're saying Chris and I Chris and I and they're seeing you and me and right. I just want to clarify I'm not Chris. I'm Tony, the co-host. But, you know, someday we should get Chris to at least peek in. I know he's always in the background doing keeping busy, uh, maintaining uh, the office and talking to clients while you and I are doing the radio show and a video broadcast. But uh, Chris is a great guy. And, you know, we'll have to do a, a three person show here coming up and have Chris as a special guest and at least make him uh make him uh you know all pretty for the tv once and so he can sit in and join us right well he actually he does have a face for tv and and tony it's funny i i love that you brought that up because you know i'm writing the book wealth is a team sport and you're part of my team and when we decided to do radio i I was like i can't do that by myself and so i reached out and found an expert and that's you tony so (laughs) just when you're in life is so busy and you can't be good at every single thing that's true. <laughs> That's true. And so when we're developing this world of all the different pieces that you need to put together to be successful, you are now a key part of our team. And so I'm so That's awesome. Well, thank you. And I've been doing good. I appreciate it. I love doing the show with you. And you and Chris are keeping busy, aren't you? Oh, Tony, that's just how life goes. I don't think there's ever <laughs> going to be a time when it's not that way. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, I know you love it too, though. That's what you love. You thrive on it. I know you do. And you love meeting with people and talking with people. So this is great. And our show topic today. What do you want? Financial advice. <laughs> financial <laughs> advice. That's what we want. And that's what we're talking about, how to get that financial advice today. And I think this is a great topic because, you know, uh, things are, are looking up. I'm always eager to trumpet the value of working with a financial professional. I'll shout it from the rooftops, Tara. <laughs> so uh, whether it's taxes, college funds, retirement income, insurance, there is a lot uh, that a seasoned financial professional can help you with. So uh, where do you want to start this conversation today? Oh, Tony, this this show today is just right up my alley because it's about asking questions. That's That's one of my superpowers. Yeah. <laughs> Asking there you questions. go. And, yep. and so for everyone listening today, this is what I want you to get your pen and paper ready because we're going to give you some good questions to ask because it, the interview process, I think for a financial advisor, it's a two-way process. And it's really important when you go sit down, you interview financial advisors to see if you resonate with them, if they're going to be able to, you feel like they're going to be able to take care of you. And Tony, I can tell you, I do the same thing. I don't work with people that don't have the ability to trust and don't want to take care of their families. Because right. for me, financial planning is all about taking care of yourself, taking care of your family and putting something bigger than yourself in play. And it doesn't work if someone just wants to get like the cheapest, fastest, quickest way to make a whole bunch of money. That's that's not what it's about for me. Right. And so it really is this interview process. And that's what today's going to be about is what kind of questions do you ask to say this is a person who I feel like is going to help me achieve a, a better, higher level in my life. Right. If that makes sense. Yeah, that, that does make sense. And, and clearly somebody like yourself is going to be more than happy to spend time with uh, with you sharing their background, answering your questions and know uh, they know they, you know, that uh, they aren't entitled. You know, they're you're not entitled to their business. Uh, you have to work and earn it. And there's trust. And I think that's important. And I know how important that is to you, Tara, with you and your clients. So uh, what's the first question you would suggest somebody asks of a financial professional that they might want to work with? And Tony, the first question you should always ask is, you know, what do you like about your job? And you should be able to get an answer that is going to resonate and, and understand because um, why would you want to trust your money to somebody who isn't passionate about what they do? Yeah. And, you know, if someone asks me what I like about my job, I would just tell them I get really excited because with my military logistics planning background, I like to take all the pieces of the puzzle and I like to look at the budgeting and I like to look at the, the income and the outflows and the investments and the, all those different pieces and put them together in this large puzzle so that you get the outcome is greater than the sum of the parts. The whole, like Aristotle said, the whole should be greater than the sum of the parts. And, yeah. and that's where it, it's fascinating. And it's, it's my job is to help someone take the baby steps, right? Because there's a lot of pieces that are moving around and you can't fix everything at once. And so we have to look at all the things that are going and then break it down into baby steps and say, okay, here's what you're going to do first. And then here's what you're going to do next. And I, I love that. And, and so I would just say, Tony, for when you're talking to somebody for, for an interview, the, the obvious things, like they should be making eye contact, eye yeah. contact and 
talking to you, like not like they memorized a script. Oh, let me let me pull out my memo. Here's why. Here's <laughs> yeah. why I like doing this job. Right. They should be able to talk to you. You know, if you've got someone who's like slumping and not making eye contact, or this is the worst, Tony. Don't you hate when you're talking to someone and they're just sitting there looking at your phone? Oh, geez. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. the worst. I mean, that's the worst. I mean, you might obviously, get that from your teenagers, but <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah. I mean, obviously your financial future needs to be more important to them than their Facebook messages or whatever they're looking at or text messages. So from other clients, they're there to meet with you. And that's a real, that's really good advice. Uh, you know, ask them what they're passionate about and they should be focused on you when you're talking. Uh, I, again, great point. What's the next question? So this one, Tony, I'm going to give in two parts because this next question is what services do you provide to your clients? And let me start with, here's the three questions I always try to answer. And Tony, and then I'm going to talk about what the services are. So, because sure. to me, it's not about the services I provide. The, the first thing is, what do you need? And, and I find a lot of clients always want to know the answers to these three basic questions. Number one, how much is enough? Number two, am I on track to get there? <laughs> and then number three, am I paying too much in taxes? So right. when I sit down with a client, the first question, the first thing I have to do is figure out, what problem are you trying to solve? Because I can solve a lot of problems, but I need to solve your problem. And so right. that's really where it starts. But here's some really good questions that you should be able to, you should be listening for these kinds of things. So I would say, Tony, that the financial services professional should be asking, how much do you need in retirement and how do you achieve it? You should, they should say things like, do you, how do you help for the income earning tools and your, your risk tolerance? Like, you know, are you a, very conservative or are you very aggressive in terms of what's comfortable for you? Right. Um, how, how do you manage your expenses day in and day out to look and see are there places to maximize what you're doing or maybe streamline things? Mm-hmm. Um, they should be asking questions, the uncomfortable questions. Like, have you got a will in place? Are you, what do you, what's the plan if you die unexpectedly? You know, you, do you have a wife and kids? Do you have a partner who's relying on you? Do you have a dog at home? And also, like what's your plan for long-term care? No one wants to talk mm. about those questions, but a financial services professional, it's part of our job, Tony, is we help you have those uncomfortable conversations. And and then a thing also is, what do you do for tax strategy? I'm not a CPA, Tony, but I work hand in hand with CPAs. And there are a lot of things, a lot of tools out there that you can use to maximize how much money you get to keep versus how much goes off in taxes. Well, right. And I, what I love about what you help people with, and this is something that you should ask a potential uh, financial advisor is, you know, what about uh, tax planning for taxes in retirement? Uh, what are you going to do to help me prepare to make sure I can offset some of that tax burden somehow? And so that's an important question. Um, I, and I like to think of financial professionals like yourself, Tara, like you and Chris as uh, coaches. And Tara, that's what you're so great at is you love teaching, you love coaching, and you're there to guide people and give them help and the occasional pep talk. It's not all about you saying you've got to do this and this and this. It's about, okay, what questions do you have? What goals do you have? Where are you at? And then you can help guide them 
and help them make the right decisions and give them pep talks along the way and and help them avoid the potholes, <laughs> the mistakes that many people make on this journey, especially financial mistakes that can cost them later in life, especially. And and that's what that's the big part of what you help people with. I love that, Tara. Um, so uh, what else? Well, Tony, I love that um, talking about it. Part of it is figuring out like what designations matter. And it's really interesting oh. because there are certified financial planners, there's certified life insurance planners. There's all there is like a smorgasbord of different <laughs> designations you can get out there. And you can go, you know, Google it online and go to websites like Designation Check, and they'll walk you through all of the education. So I can tell you the decision I made early on when I was starting my business is I have an MBA. So I have a master's of business and obviously I got the licensing I needed to be able to manage money in the market. And when I talked with my coach, it was like, there's only so much time in the day. And I said, do I go and get a CFP or do I work on writing a book and getting very good at what I do? And so I have elected Tony for my business because I already have an MBA and I have my licensing is I'm writing a book because I think it's about the connection to the people that really makes it work. And with my business model, I work with experts that specialize just in the bond market and just in the equities market. And I have some people that are really good with insurance and I pull it all together because when I started out, it was to split your day. It was a little schizophrenic to spend, you know, part of the day talking to clients and then part of the day trying to watch the market and pick what was going on. And and I just feel, feel like, Uh, My job is to connect with the clients and then we connect with the right way to manage your money. Because Tony, there are tons of different ways. I have one company that I work with that specializes, they have a totally mathematical approach to the market and they look at it and they have triggers and they, they watch it and that's how they do it. Tony, I have another company that does really well in the market and they do a totally independent process of research where they actually go in and look at the companies and look at the leadership of the companies and they figure out how much they think a, a, a company should be worth, let's say like Dillard's or Sears, and they figure out what that stock should be worth. And when they, when that price drops to where they call it on sale, they buy it. And then when the, the price goes back up to what they figured was a good price, they sell it. So right. there's a lot of ways in the market that you can approach it. And a really key part of managing money, Tony, is it, the style of how your money's being managed should feel good to you. Yeah. And, yeah, and, it should. And you and, help people have that understanding because not a lot of people understand how it all works. And if they have a basic understanding, they can say, okay, that sounds good to me. Or, oh, no, I don't want that risk. I want this. So uh, I think that's a good point. And it's funny you mentioned the designations. And there's so many different designations you can get. And you can have uh, what I call that is alphabet soup. Because sometimes you see a name and you see all these letters and, you know, like you said, CFP, whatever. Uh, What really matters is actual uh, learning experience and, you know, your master's in business and your experience. Uh, I think for you, it's especially great that you're uh, working on this book and you're constantly working on updating your education, staying up to date with all the changes out there. So uh, it is funny. The alphabet soup is You know, it's important that people have experience uh, and they have education. But beyond that, the alphabet soup can sometimes, you know, sometimes 
people can pay a fee and uh, study for six hours and take an hour long test and they get three letters behind their name. And what does <laughs> what does that actually mean? I right? love that, Tony. And it was a joke. Now, I'm not knocking education because I have more of it than I ever want oh. to have. <laughs> but, but someone just said, if you see a bunch of letters behind someone's name, here's the thing you do know is they're very good at taking tests. Yes, that's it. That's <laughs> exactly right. It doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to be able to successfully relate your needs to what's going to be the best solution. They, they might be, yeah. but it doesn't guarantee yeah. it. All that yeah. you know is they can take tests. Yeah. Really well. A designation isn't like <laughs> years of experience or years of education. Those those designations you get by taking a test, a test. So some people who study for six hours take a two hour test and they have three letters. So uh, another three letters to add. And we call that alphabet soup. Uh, so uh, that's it's important to note. But you make some great points there. Uh, before we move on into our next segment, we're going to continue talking about these questions that we need to ask when we choose to help us better choose a financial services professional uh, that can suit our needs. And, you know, that's how uh, it's important to ask the right questions. So uh, before we move on, though, how can people get a hold of you and set up that uh, no cost consultation with you or Chris? Sure, Tony. That number is 719-210-4242. And you can also go to the website and contact us and, and send us an email that way. Most people, though, just give us a call and we set up the, the complimentary consultation. And we've all we've gotten very good at being able to do a lot of these just online with, you know, there's Google Meet and Zoom and all these these yeah. nice tools. So you still get the face to face. It's not as good as in person. That's always the preference. But it, it's really nice depending on people's travel and their health status that we have another another way. Yeah, exactly. Well, thanks for that, Tara. And during the show today, we're looking at, of course, the most important questions you should ask when meeting with a financial professional to determine if you want to work with them. And I think this is shaping up to be a very informative episode. So what do you have for us first in this next segment? Well, this next one, Tony, this was like something that kind of blew my mind when I was studying for my licensing, is that in the financial services industry, there are two standards. There's a fiduciary standard and there's a suitability standard. Mm. And it was just shocked me that um, the fiduciary standard is the highest standard. And it says that you have to do what's best for the person, not what's going to make you the most money. And the suitability standard just says you need to do something that a reasonable person, reasonable person would say that's okay for them, but it doesn't necessarily have to be the very best thing for them. And with my military background, it just, I was like, what do you mean? (laughs) Every, I I think those two standards are ridiculous. I don't know why they exist. The person you work with, you should get the feeling that they are always doing the thing that is very best for you and not picking the thing about how they're going to get paid. And so that's why it's really important, Tony, that, and we'll get to that in a minute about that transparency in how people get paid. Yeah. And it's okay for people to get paid, but you should understand like the motivation. Like you shouldn't yeah. feel like, well, you're recommending me, driving me towards this solution. Maybe not because it's good for me, because it's good for you. So um, how, how about that? You say there's different ways people get paid and you said, we're going to talk about that. Uh, what, what's, what's that about? So let me just, let me just share with you, Tony, the typical ways that advisors get paid. It's, it shouldn't be a secret. 
So there's, for me, there's three basic ways. So the first way that I get paid is assets under management. So if there's mar- if money in the market, let's just say it's $100,000, I would get paid 1% of that a year. And it's always at the end of each quarter. So it's just 1% for the year. And, and that's how I get paid. And so sure. simple. The second way that I get paid is for anything in the insurance world. So like annuities or life insurance, the um, insurance companies are all regulated by the states. And so it's really set up with each individual state and the state determines how much um, you can be paid for the different products. But the way they're built, like if you get an annuity that's $100,000, you're gonna see $100,000 in your account because the insurance companies, it's kind of like built into their whole process the fee they're going to pay to the advisor. So for you as the client, it doesn't make a difference. Like if you just went directly and tried to buy something direct from a company or you use an advisor, you're going to just, it's going to be the same to you. So that's how, so those are commissions, but there's, those are just controlled and managed by the state. So as a client, that doesn't matter to you if that product's the right fit. Right. The third way for me, the the best way I get paid is by referrals. So I always try to take really good care of people because the best way that I can be paid is by getting more referrals. The the other thing you're gonna see, Tony, is for registered investment advisories, um, there might be an option, and I do offer this, just people don't take me up on it very often, is if you just want a financial plan and you don't want me to manage your money, you just want me to hand you a plan, you can just charge a flat fee for that. And a lot of registered investment advisories will just do, they'll charge like an annual flat fee for creating a plan. Um, So, that should be very transparent, Tony. That should be like the first conversation you have when you sit down yep. with an advisor is say, hey, how do you get paid? Yeah. And it shouldn't be uncomfortable, right? Right. <laughs> this right. should just be part of the conversation. Right. Exactly. And, and, and I was interested. Oh, go ahead, Tony. But that's what that's what I love about what you do is because you're more interested in helping them. Uh, and of course, you have to make a living as a as a financial advisor so you do get paid but it's very transparent and i like that that it's up front and it should always be up front like you say and i was just talking with one of my younger clients the other day and it was interesting she said, one of the things that for her felt really she was relieved about was okay so i'm not going to have to pay you a bunch of money up front because she's like you know i'm still young and working and i don't have oh, a yeah. bunch of money so she well, was right. relieved that, you know, it is assets under management and it's a percent and it's just charged out of the account. So she doesn't have to come up with money up front. So those are really, that's, those things are relieving to people to go, okay, so I can have this plan put together and understand how to work. And I don't have to write you a big check up front. Uh, so these right. are questions to ask because you're, everybody's in a different stage of life and everybody is trying to solve a different problem. And so if the person yeah. that you're talking to is going to help you, that's great. But there shouldn't ever be awkwardness about how no. how you're paying. No. And, and, and yeah, a lot of people have hangups with that. And you'll know if your advisor uh, does isn't open about that up front and and willing to talk about it. And it's not just a casual conversation. OK, here's how it works. Like you just explained it. Uh, then that's a warning flag. You know, if you if you meet with an advisor or a potential financial services professional that isn't transparent and it seems a little like they're trying to, you know, 
not disclose something, uh, that's a warning flag. And so, and that's what I like about you is you're very transparent about it. You just explained it here on the show. So uh, that's great. Now, uh, most uh, financial services professionals are going to be impressed uh, that if you come at them with this list of questions that we're talking about um, during your first meeting, uh, I think that that actually impresses them. And that makes you, if somebody has great questions to ask, you're more excited about working with them. Right. And, but some people don't know the right questions and that's why we're talking about this. So uh, I think this has been great. What's another question that somebody should ask? Tony, I love this one is you should ask, what is your investment philosophy? Hmm. And this is a great question because there are different philosophies out there and you want to get one that matches you. So like, for instance, my philosophy is I believe that we are co-creating this plan for success. And so my job is to make sure that you're educated, you understand, you know, first of all, like, where are you trying to go? Like, let's make sure that we're on the same page about what problem we're trying to solve. And then we figure out like the strategy, like, do you want a lot of risk or a little bit of risk? And so we figure that part out. The very last thing we figure out are, you know, what tools we're going to use. Are we going to be in the market? Are we going to use insurance? Are we going to use CDs? You know, that's the last step. So that my philosophy is we should do some education. And I'm not talking about, I'm not going to teach you to be a stockbroker, but I'm going to talk about making sure you know what problem you're trying to solve, how much risk you want involved in your process. And then if I've done my job right, I'm going to prevent you, present you with courses of action and you're going to pick. So I can't tell you what product that you're going to use because you, if I've done my education right, you're going to go, well, I know exactly what I want because you just explained it to me. And for my situation, this is going to make sense. Yeah. So that's that's the approach that I use. But Sonny, Tony, there are some, you know, people out there that, you know, if all you want to do is say, you know, I have $500,000 and I want to put it in the market and I don't want to know anything, then that's also, you know, that some people will work with that as well. And so it's just a matter of figuring out what kind of relationship you want to have. Sure. Sure. And every situation is different. And I know that, you know, we've talked about this a little bit in the past, but, uh, you know, surveys indicate and you've seen this, uh, that uh, that a lot of people complain that there's a lack of consistent communication uh, with people in the financial industry. That's their complaint about them. Uh, So probably a question would be, you know, how often or how do we communicate with each other as my financial planner, right? Well, and and I love this question, Tony, because for my people in the market, this is so important, right? Because the thing about the stock market that we all know is it's going to go up and it's going to go down. (laughs) And that's just the way it works. And and there's nothing worse than when the market's going down and you have crickets from your advisor. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that's (laughs) not good. You're on that scary roller coaster going, what's going to happen? And so, I mean, for me, I, I do a minimum of annual review which I think you should do. But, you know, anytime something's changed, but particularly though, Tony, for my folks that are in the market, when the market's starting to go down, I shoot out an email to everybody and say, okay, here's what's going on. Here's how we're mitigating that risk. And here's the plan. If you want, give me a call because we want to talk through this because the worst thing you can do, Tony, when you have money in the market and it's going down is just pull your money out of the market. It's panic. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You don't want to miss those recoveries. (laughs) <laughs> that's right and, and we talk about that like it's the biggest thing like after this the the great depression after and it seems like it went on for years the market recovered 66 percent yeah and so for the people that pulled their money out and then missed the recovery 
you know, that's what we Huge. want to avoid. That's unbelievable. Yeah. Fortunately, we're out of time today. Uh, maybe in our next episode, we'll talk about some more of the questions that you'll want to ask. But I think we've covered some very important ones before we go today, Tara. Let our listeners know how they can get a hold of you to talk to you and ask you some of these questions. Sure, Tony. This is this is a great show. We probably will continue this for our listeners because these are great questions. But you can yeah. give Chris and I a call at 719-210-4242 if you are ready to take a look at a plan and make sure what you're doing is working for you. Give us a call. All right. And give that number just one more time really quick, Tara. Sure, Tony. The number is 719-210-4242. All right. Thanks, Tara. And that does it for today's episode of Nolan Financial Radio with our host, Tara Nolan. Join us soon for another episode of Nolan Financial Radio. Take care and we'll talk with you next time. Thank you for listening to Nolan Financial Radio. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Tara Nolan at Tara Nolan Advisory Services. Call 719-210-4242 or visit the website at taraenolan.com. Tara Nolan and Tara Nolan Advisory Services are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.